Welcome back to the Go Be Wyoming podcast. I'm Aaron. And I'm Zach. We are your hosts as third generation Wyomingites. We saw the need for a Wyoming focused show highlighting Wyoming values and morals. We are dedicated to bringing you the people, businesses, places, and organizations that embody what it means to go be Wyoming. Welcome back in to another episode of Go Be Wyoming. This is your Give No Ground segment. Yeah. Zach, what's going on, man? Oh, not a lot. Uh, I uh, filled out an application today, or just finished it. It's taken me about a week to, to do it. Uh, Woo! Yeah, for a sixth grade history position here in Sheridan. So Love it. Yeah, it was... Uh, it was good. It was all the good feelings. <laughs> yeah. Stress, nerves, and then like excitement. <laughs> and it, yeah, it was awesome. So. Oh, the feelings of adulthood. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's awesome, man. No, yeah. congrats. Thank yeah. You. Um, well, first uh, I want to give a shout out to our cloud peak sponsor, DYT solutions, uh, Tyler Wells. Those guys have been awesome. They've helped us out with some video live stream, um, logo, de- logo design, um, and some merchandise stuff. So, um, if you need custom digital marketing solutions for your company or brand, go to their website, dytsolutionswy.com, um, and you can shoot them an email at admin at designyourtech.com. So that's our Cloud Peak sponsor, DYT Solutions. Um, d- on that note, we are looking for more sponsors, more partners, I like to say, because DYT, they're more of a partnership. They help us with stuff. Um, you know, we share a lot of their stuff. And, uh, so anyways, get in touch with us if you guys are interested. Um, and, uh, go to the website. I've, I've cleaned it up. So it's pretty, pretty clear on like how we can work about that or just give us a call. So, yeah. um, Zach, let's jump right in, man. We've got a whole lot of stuff yeah, yeah <laughs> to get into. Um, first and foremost, uh, this is kind of an example of a partnership. Um, we had Brennan and Tyler in from the provision fund again, yeah. and they did a really cool question and answer where, you know, we kept it on kind of like, where do the funds go? How does that work? Um, just in case anyone's quite curious of, you know, cause nonprofits, it, that's a big question of like, how is it divvied up? How's, you know, who is picked for the funds? So, uh, Zach, let's jump into that clip real quick. Well, guys, I'm sitting back down with Tyler Julian and Brennan Keller of the Provision Fund. Today, um, we're going to do a Q&A. Last week, we had the whole team in, and we did kind of a, a broad introduction to what the Provision Fund is. Hopefully, everyone listened to that. And the big question I hope everyone has is like, okay, tell me more. Like, what's We got the idea, but like, let's, let's take action, right? That's the yeah. biggest thing, I think, mm-hmm. as we were talking off air. Like, now let's take action. Let's actually do something. Um, so... I want to go, let's walk through the steps of, you know, when go BYO becomes a patron and myself becomes a patron. And I think that's, I wanted to, I was thinking about it this morning. I was like, that's one thing I want to make clear to anyone that has a business is one, you can do it as an individual and as a business. So that's a double, you're like a double whammy. So you two walk me through, I've given my 100 okay, as an individual, and I am going to do that at some point as an individual. So what's the next step after that provision fund? So I've, I'm a patron. Um, what, what's kind of the next steps I should, uh, 
be aware of, you know, um, after that. Yeah. Well, we appreciate that. We do hope you sign up. We hope I'm going to, I'm I promise (laughs) (laughs) it's live. That is, yeah. He said that live folks. Um, we do hope that everybody in Sheridan County signs up. You know, when we say 30,000 is our goal, we mean Mm 30,000, um, because the way this will work is if everybody gets on board, everybody has a say. And, and so when you want that say, when you choose to become a part of the provision fund movement, you give a hundred dollars, you get online, get on our website. Um, we have several secure portals. I wish Kaylee was here. She knows all the certifications, all the protections that are there, but it's basically the same thing you'd use if you were buying something from Amazon. Oh, sure. Yeah. It'd be an um, encrypted giving system. So yeah. all of your financials data is encrypted and secure uh, the moment you enter that info. Not shared. Yeah. Right. And as soon as you do that, um, the money goes directly to First Federal Bank and Trust, um, which is a trustee over our account. Um, They're the only ones who can write a check on that. So people like Brennan and I do not have access to your dollars. Um, And at that point, uh, you become a full-fledged invested member of Provision Fund. You become a patron, which um, endows you with certain rights in the organization, the ability to be become a steward, which helps direct where money goes. Um, and as a patron, you also get veto power over stewards. Um, you get to call a general meeting if you disagree with a decision that was made. Um, relatedly to business, though, businesses can sign up in several capacities. Uh, we are looking for partnerships with businesses that can help with our operations cost. Um, our salaries, uh, how we get paid as staff, does not come from the donations made by patrons. It comes through business partnerships in the community. And so that's a really cool way to invest in the future of Sheridan County because we need mobilizers. We need movement. We're looking for action. So Brennan and I are out here every day really working hard to try to get people involved. And we're looking to get more people involved that way. So the more we can get business involved that way, the better. But also you can sign up your business as a patron. You can sign up your employees as patrons. You can make that an employee benefit or, um, you know, just encourage them to do that as well. Um, Because we do want numbers. We want as many people involved as possible. Um, So whatever you want to do helps at this point. Yeah, and I would add in a few things with what Tyler is saying. So the day you become a patron is going to be the day where you will renew the following year. And so we've had some questions with different people we've talked to in businesses saying, okay, well, it's especially in November uh, and December. Well, we don't want to join now because then we're going to have a shortened patron, you know, annual membership. And that's not the case at all. So for us, if, you know, let's say, Aaron, you joined in March, you know, uh, March of 2022 is when you would be renewed automatically. Right. So any patron, the month you join will be the month where the following year you'll be renewed. And, and we're really not going to be asking you for any more uh, contributions financially after that. Once you become a patron, it really is a matter of exercising your right and ability as a patron and then executing the rights you have in our bylaws and articles of incorporation to, um, really be involved to the degree you want to, whether that be applying to become a steward, uh, requesting funding through projects, getting the word out. Um, I know Tyler and I would love anybody that would want to come and volunteer their time to help. There's work to be done. And I think the other thing too, that really excites us is when we really have been able to, to share with people how the hundred dollars a year is broken down, whether it's a business that, that, you know, joins or an individual, the hundred dollars a year is broken down in this way. So $50, 
of that every year is going to be going to Parks and Recreation. And then $25 of that's going to be going to Early Childhood Education. And then the final $25 of that's going to be going to uh, Senior and Elderly Care. So really, it's a practical way. Your $100 is being broken up in very specific ways that we're never going to compromise those ratios on. So you can have a real peace of mind, too, as a patron that, wow, I know exactly where every dollar of my patron membership is going every single year. And I think that's really something we take a lot of pride in at the provision fund is that transparency Mm -hmm. and how we're allocating those funds back to the community. Right. No, that's great. That's wonderful. Um, I, I love that, that example of, you know, it's when you start, you know, it's, it's not an annual thing, you know, at the new year, it's whenever you've started, you know, you get that whole year of, Mm -hmm. um, you know, participating and giving your voice. Let's dive into that, that breakdown. So that's kind of the general breakdown, right? Of the hundred dollars, but as a patron, and if you are a steward, you, you still get a debate on, you know, particulars, right? Which, which organization or which project potentially, you know, is that going to, and let's talk about that. This is, um, is this the second round of 10,000 guys? Yeah, we just finished our second disbursement. That's Um, awesome. Our patrons uh, had 48 hours to deliberate on a decision made by our panel of stewards. Right. Um, And so we're going to start advertising that information this week. Um, I'm trying to pull that information up to make sure I get it all accurate. But we we dispersed $10,000 back in December um, to several different organizations underneath Parkinson Rec and Early Childhood Education and then The Hub. And then... This month, uh, our stewards met um, both virtually and in person. It ended up taking a little more time than we expected, but sure. Um, Let me had some. Yeah, just turn it, turn it. I'll cut this out. Yeah, had there some you go. Really great uh, discussion, conversation about what it means to um, be part of Provision Fund, and so yeah. they really deliberated hard, um, really thought very carefully about the funding requests that came in, and. Uh, ended up deciding to give $2,500 to Joey's Fly Fishing Foundation to partially fund scholarships for outdoor education, uh, $2,500 to Sheridan County uh, Soccer Association to help with the operations cost of the Mars Cup, uh, and then $1,250 uh, underneath early childhood education to wildflower learning community, uh, $1,250 under early childhood education to CHAPS, um, both of those to help uh, with their programming. Wildflower, um, they're looking to buy um, transportation to help kids get to and from their services. Mm. And CHAPS is looking for uh, operations and maintenance costs for their winter equine learning um, program. Right. So that ended up being the breakdown. And then our bylaws require that 25% of disbursement also go directly to the hub for operations and maintenance. So the hub got $2,500. Gotcha. Uh, this go around is awesome. Well. And so uh, I want to go back to again. So the, a, a panel of stewards goes through this, right? And they, they probably deliberate, I, you know, I imagine and talk about, you know, where it's going, where, but then the patrons also get a 48 hour window of, Hey, this is how it's broken down. It's kind of like that whole thing of if you don't like it, speak up now, you know, and, and, and bring your case. Um, Absolutely. You know, this is the second go time. I don't want to put you guys on the spot, but has there been super heavy debate on a particular, you know, uh, two things or has it been so far? Has it been pretty um, cordial, I guess? Or has there, you know, has there been some... Um, <sighs> 
you know, conflict's good. So I'm going to say, I'm going to say conflict. So has there, has there been, you know, um, some patrons and stewards that are kind of like, you know, um, you know, fighting for a cause, I guess. Um, you know, I mean, I guess I'm asking as a pay, you know, as a, someone that wants to be a patron, like how, how intense does it get or, or what's it like? Um, well, the really cool thing, and then I'll let Brennan talk. No, like, you're, you're good. You're good. <laughs> uh, what, the really cool thing is that the panel of stewards is made up of patrons. It's not some board, some nebulous board that's sitting above a bank somewhere. You know, uh, it's made up of of patrons. Yeah. Um, and that's really exciting. And those patrons are meant to fit a matrix that is meant to represent Sheridan County mm-hmm. um, well. And so, so far, most of the debate has really happened amongst that panel of stewards. Oh, interesting. Um, and because ideally they're meant to represent the desires of the patrons and be really in the know of what's there. Yep. yep. Um, we, we've been trying to really, uh, communicate with patrons about what's going on and sharing that information as much as we can. And I think that information has really helped, um, just to get the conversation going in the right way rather than butting heads about yep. things. No, you know? love and, it. And, and there were several um, funding requests that came in this round that actually didn't get funded. Mm-hmm. Um, but those remain in our queue to be considered at the next disbursement. Right. So that is also kind of a, um, I don't know, like a fail safe, you know, that's like, okay, you didn't get your funding right now, but let's reevaluate this yep. in the future when we have more funding, when X happens, when Y happens and we can better represent you. Um, sure. Sure. You know, and, and on that note too, like the best, the most important person in the whole provision fund model is definitely the patron. And it's definitely an energetic patron that wants to yes. be involved in that conversation. And so, you know, if that's you get on board because, uh, these disbursements, if we want them to happen, not just next month, but for generations, we need more patrons. We need people involved, um, that give their gift of a hundred dollars a year, but also their time, mm-hmm. um, and their energy towards making Sheridan County better. Do you have anything to add, Brennan? No, Tyler, that's great. I, I, uh, I get excited because, you know, just this morning we're having a team meeting and we're chatting about the the very fresh disbursement and what that'll look like this week and executing that and, go, you know, calling first federal, our trustee, collecting the check. So we're excited about that. I think one of the challenges we're already facing, and it's a real challenge, and we take it on as an exciting one, but a challenge nonetheless is we're having already more projects being submitted than we do funding, right? which tells you something about Sheridan County in an encouraging way. It tells you that there are people who have ideas. There are passionate individuals out there and organizations who see needs, who see areas of improvement and are wanting to take action on it. And that's why our call to have everybody become a patron isn't, yeah, we, we just need, you know, the provision fund to, to have a certain number, or we really just need these funding. So it'll kind of ambiguously just help us exist. It's really so that these ideas from the people are getting executed for the benefit of the people and the benefit of everybody in Sheridan County. And, and quite honestly, you know, it's funny. I I've haven't even lived in Sheridan a month now, uh, a little over three weeks. And I moved here because one, I believe in Sheridan County and two, I believe in the model of everybody choosing to contribute. 
And that was enough for me to make a cross country move to move up here. And so I think people find me a little crazy when I'm meeting these businesses <laughs> and they're like, who are you, man? Like, do you go to high school with my son? Or were you like some loner kid in school that like nobody knew you existed here and shared it? I said, no, I'm brand new here from Kansas. And I believe in this model and here to help you see uh, why I'm here and, and why together we can accomplish great things. And so uh, just, we want people to know if you go to our website, provisionfund.org, you can see every project that's been uh, funded in the past. You can see every project that's currently under consideration. And we'll be obviously updating this new round of disbursements mm. as our first funded projects of 2021. So we're excited, but we need more people on board because the 255 patrons we have right now is uh, not enough funding right now in the pool to be able to fund every project we're getting submissions for. So right. that's a challenge on us to get out, to hear your guys' ideas, to put ourselves in businesses, uh, store, you know, office fronts and meeting with people. But I hope it's also a challenge to everybody listening saying, okay, if, if I contributed my hundred dollars, we're that much closer to funding very real needs and, and projects being submitted here in the County. So we're excited. It is a challenge, but if everybody chooses to, um, contribute first, then I believe not only will the projects get funded, but we'll have uh, more ideas coming into where we can really see this thing, uh, flourish and benefit all who live here. So. Yeah. We're excited. No, that's, that's wonderful guys. And I think, um, to piggyback on that whole, I, right. Like there's already a queue, there's already a line of projects and organizations that are, are in line for funding. Um, like you said, Brennan, like that's a great thing to see. And that's a great challenge to go after. And especially it's a, it's a, it's a call to reality of what the state's most likely going to face upcoming. Yeah. So that's already happening. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, it's, again, it's, this idea it's putting it back on you. So if there's something that you've always been like, Hey, you know, you know, if you're always that bitter person of like, Hey, this organization needs to get more funding. Okay. Well, here's your chance. You can give a hundred bucks. You're a patron. Now you can get in that deliberation and say, no, I think this, this organization should get this. Or there's obviously that stepping stone to you're a steward and you can even be at the, the leadership side and, you know, and have even a stronger voice. So this is, I think this is a great idea in regards to, you know, if you've been sitting back for forever and just be like, ah, you know, that never gets funded or whatever, whatever. It's like, okay, well, you know, this is your chance now. <laughs> you can't, there's no excuse now because, you know, a hundred bucks is easy to get, you know, I mean, not to, you can, you know, don't get Starbucks for a month and you'd have a hundred bucks, you know, and then there you go. So and see the breakdown of where the hundred dollars yeah. go, you know, when you drive by Kendrick park, you know, just kindly ask yourself, is that worth $50 a year? you know, I have a dog or, you know, whatever you mm -hmm. use the park for, is it not, is that playground equipment not worth $50 a year to not only maintain, but improve. So you have a place on the weekends for your family to make, you know, lifelong memories, you know, to me, that's worth $50 a year, you know, the $25 a year, that's worth it to see the hub, to see the, those that have gone before us taken care of, mm -hmm. that they're not left alone, that they're provided the needs that they have for home care as well. And, and transportation. And is that not worth another $25 a year for our children in our community to be able to read, you know, uh, ride bikes and swim by the time they get to kindergarten. I think that's worth 25 bucks, mm -hmm. you know, and that goes back to me. There'll be a cost associated with that cost. So there will be a giving up of, of that amount of money, but the gain I believe is so much greater than, you know, maybe not getting an Amazon prime membership for a year or holding off on some Starbucks coffees, or maybe not taking the week in a antelope butte to go 
go ski just and in, in, in instead stay in put for a weekend and saying, okay, I'm going gonna... to ski at Antelope Butte, but not going somewhere else. <laughs> Correct. Going big yeah. Or going, somewhere you know, else, whatever. Yeah. Whatever you do to divvy that up, that money's there. And, and we know that for a fact, because when you, and anybody can look, when you go to the census and look at Sheridan County, you'll quickly see that there is, uh, we've ran the numbers, I think anywhere between 160 to $200 million of disposable income available mm. in Sheridan County today, not before COVID, not, you know, once COVID slows down, but right now, even in the midst of COVID, there is a large pool of funding available that people are using after all their basic, you know, living expenses are met that we believe, um, you know, are asked to take $3 million of that. If everybody joins, then you would have, you know, a whopping $157 million left of, in, of disposable income in the, in the County. So we believe and, and know that the funding's there. It's just a matter of everybody choosing to believe that themselves. Yep. Totally. No, I love it. Um, let me ask this, um, cause this is the second disbursement. Is that solely based on the level of patrons you guys get? Is that, am I assuming that right? I mean, once you guys hit the threshold, then that's okay. We can do another disbursement. Is that, am I assuming yeah, that uh, correctly? The goal is to have quarterly disbursements right now. Okay. Um, ideally, uh, you know, if we had 30,000 patrons, it would be, uh, every month, you know, sure. um, sure. But it, the goal is, is that we get rid of money quickly. Yep. You know, the money, money that comes into provision fund has to be spent by the end of the year. There's no rollover. There's no endowment building. It's purely built on whether or not people believe in yeah. Sheridan County and mm -hmm. say, I want to, I want to give $25 to the hub, $25 to early childhood education, $50 to parks and rec and use provision fund as the avenue to do that. Right. So, right. Um, yeah, it is largely based on getting people involved and that's kind of our call to action here. Um, at least check out the website. You know, yes. if you've, if you've seen an ad in the paper, heard it on the radio, check out the website, send us a message, you know, figure out what's going on a little bit and see if it's something you want to be a part of. Yeah. And we're willing to meet with you. You know, if you, if you want to meet up with Tyler and I come to our office, if you, you know, want to, want to go grab a coffee and talk about it or wherever we want to meet you where you're at. And so we hope you, anybody listening feels free to come to our office, you know, at first flight education center or six, six Brundage. Yeah. Three, six, six Brundage right across from uh, Whitney rink. Um, send us a message on Instagram or Facebook. We're really, we're wanting to get out and meet you, hear your story and also hear the projects that are on your heart. Cause I know Tyler and I, we circle up every couple days and just kind of debrief from our time out in the community and we're blown away at the ideas people have. Mm -hmm. Honestly, they're remarkable. They're the people, the ideas of developing this county to improve upon areas of improvement and also grow in strength is honestly beautiful to see. And we're trying to provide a very transparent avenue and really like a vehicle. Like this car is going to help you get to the end goal and we're going to ride in it together. And, and is the vehicle going to get us there? Is it going to be smooth travels? Is it reliable? Is it trustworthy? So the provision fund is, is a vehicle to uh, take the momentum to the finish line and to um, embark on the next journey once once that threshold's met. So we're excited about it, but there is there. Uh, we hope you do listen and, and feel a call to action. And the call to action is um, what's the next step for you, whether it's to learn more about the provision fund, to become a patron a day, to uh, read about our bylaws, to go online, to... Um, come up with a project request to submit it to, you know, if you are a patron listening to 
and, and invite a friend of yours to join. So the, the needs are limitless, but also the, the opportunities are limitless too. And I know that gets our whole team pretty excited. Yeah. No, and that I want to end on, you know, we talked about there's already a, there's already an ongoing list of of projects or organizations looking for funding. That's an opportunity, one for you guys, which you guys are already doing. But you know, if you if you've got a project idea, right, and you're um, you send it in a provision fund, and you're kind of like, okay, well, they've they've just ran out of that disbursement. Okay, well, that's on you you know, to now reach out to other people and say, Hey, join the, the provision fund. You know, if you love my organization or love my project, you know, it'll get funding and it'll, you know, we can get it off the ground. So that's something I would say too. Like, again, this is, don't just sit back and be like, ah, well, I didn't get funding this time. Well, sell yourself, sell the project and sell, sell, you know, the organization, you know, we've got, we've got a, a, a group of people here, you know, with a great idea to get people moving. And, and, uh, as we said last week, you know, empowering, you know, it's a movement, you know, get people out moving around. Um, with that being said, I think that's, we're at 20 minutes guys. So again, get to provision funds website, reach out to these guys. They're, they're active on social media. That's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, whatever email phone call. Okay. They'll reach out to you. Don't hesitate to call Tyler, Brennan or Kaylee, um, and, or go down the first light. It's easy to find. It's right next to the, the Whitney center, the M and M center. Okay. It's that, that, that everyone should know where that is. <laughs> um, but, uh, guys, thanks for coming back. Brennan, I'm going to steal this. I like this, uh, provision, the provision fund roundup. I think that's kind of a cool little, you know, Q and a, or, you know, whatever we can do to help you guys out. Um, but thanks for coming back guys. Thanks for answering kind of the basic questions on, you know, where does the money go? How, how are disbursements, um, laid out? You know, you just told us where the second round's going. Um, again, it's on their website. You see it all. You can even see the first disbursement. Um, so it's transparent, you know, um, and, and yeah, guys, so we'll have you guys, uh, back later. Um, and we'll keep doing these roundups. I kind of like that. That's a cool little thing, but, uh, thanks guys for coming back and we'll catch everyone next time. Thank you so much. All right. So that was Tyler and Brennan. Um, Zach, my biggest takeaway from that is when you're a patron, I mean it, you, you can, you can be as passive as you want in regards to not saying anything. Uh Uh-huh. Or you can be full on, you know, every time they bring up how it's going to get distributed, um, you can get organizations into a queue, you know, into, into the proposal process. I mean, okay. you can bring that to the, to the panel of stewards, um, and then you can become a steward. And that's like the full on extreme ownership of you're in those meetings talking about, you know, why these organizations or programs get sure. the funding. So, um, Tyler and Brennan did a great job there of how these, the second round of funds got divvied up. Um, and then go check out their website. It explained, they've done two rounds of, I think $10,000. Okay. Okay. Or two of 20, no, two, two of 10. So they've, um, so this was the first, distur- first disbursement of this year. So anyway, okay. so their awesome. website's pretty clear, like where everything goes. Yeah. Um, so those are our guys at the provision fund. Um, Big shout out to our girls and boys basketball team here in Sheridan. Yep. The boys are ranked number one. I've been talking to people, the three teams in their way they've beaten already. Mm-hmm. So just fingers crossed. Good luck to those guys. Yeah. Um, those, that damn arena is there, you know, it's, you hear those guys in like March madness. It's the, it's the arena, right? The yeah. shooting. So, but, um, 
good luck to the boys. Um, and then the girls, yeah. first time they've made it to the tournament. So shout out to Ryan Sullivan. Yes. Yeah. He's turning that sucker around. I saw a quote from Annie Mitzel, mm -hmm. who, uh, actually is also academic, um, had an academic award this week. Yeah. Um, so shout out to her, but she had a great quote about like, okay, which is like what Ryan said is it's great to be competitive, but now it's okay. Yep. And when it, when your athletes are saying that, I think all the, it's right. starting to click of the like, okay, being built. Yeah. yeah. So, um, shout out to the, to the girls and hopefully they, yeah. uh, just make some noise at least. Right. Um, we already talked about indoor track, the boys, but the girls, and th this must've been the weird, the numbers thing, Zach, because oh, okay. I think the boys had the state indoor meet, but then the girls were the next weekend. So anyways, our Sheridan girls placed third. So that was very well. Okay. So, so Good. our boys got first and then the girls got third in the indoor. <clears throat> awesome. Um, and then, uh, yeah, that's about it. Uh, sports wise, uh, anything local, Zach, did you see anything local here for Sheridan news wise? I didn't see anything. Not, not really. Okay. Yeah. And that's fine. That's good. No, that's all right. Um, all right. Well, there's a plenty of state stuff to yeah, cover. So yeah. let's jump into that. Um, so this was reported by oil city news. Um, I mean, no surprise here. Barrasso, Senator Brasso is the head of the, um, Oh, I don't know what committee it is, but it's like yeah. the energy infrastructure or something committee. Yeah. Um, back under the Trump administration, uh, the committee passed 21 to zero. So, I mean, no opposition to this bill, uh, which would, which would help fund roads, you know, bridges, yep. uh, you know, I feel like fiber, like, you know, internet and stuff was wow. in that. So big deal. I mean, that's, that's yeah. important and we need to do it. Uh, anyways, oil city news, Barrasso is kind of like, I don't see how they would oppose this. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's going to give people jobs. You know, our bridges and roads do need to be replaced. Um, and he kind of had mentioned, you know, uh, Gutenberg or, um, boot boot Cause boot is Biden's oh, yeah. cabinet member in this. Yep. Uh, Barrasso kind of put him on the spot of like, Hey, you supported this when right. you were running. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So just because you're under Biden doesn't mean right. Something should change here, which yep. I think that's a good call by Barrasso. Yeah. Um, he's thrown his, his political uh, weight around a little being the head of the committee. It was voted 21 to zero. Bernie Sanders voted for it. Yeah. And that's, and that was his other things like Bernie Sanders is in favor of this. So yeah. Buttigieg, you can't tell Biden. No, like, right. This should go like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. we'll see though. Cause it, I will say the people, what people can throw around is it was under the Trump administration. But as you said, Bernie Sanders voted for the sucker. Right. So yeah. Um, I think you just call him out. Are you a man or not? Yeah. Like, I think, so. I mean, own up to it. Are you, are you for American jobs and are you for American infrastructure or not? Yep. Um, cause this is the, I probably should have led with this. This is the infrastructure bill that Brassel, you know, touted, um, really in his reelection campaign. Yeah. Um, which we, I, you know, which we need, you know, I think it's, uh, if there's one thing as a libertarian that I will say, if there's one thing that the government has the obligation to do is that is, yeah. is infrastructure, you know? Right. Um, so anyways, uh, this is also reported by oil city news, man. These guys were on top of it this week. Um, cool idea here. So a tech startup in Casper, they are, they're taking natural gas wells and they're putting pretty much Bitcoin cryptocurrency 
uh, mining servers using the natural gas to run their server. Interesting. <laughs> what? Uh, what's what's cool about this is I had a conversation with a buddy of mine who's a big tech. He's a big crypto guy, and I asked him about this because I was thinking about it. I was like, "Hey, we have just a, an abundance of natural gas, right? This was before uh, this was before the crash of COVID, right? We were starting to lock down, and um, you know, at the time, natural gas was cheap. And I was like, "Why don't why don't tech companies just come out here?" set up a big data farm north of Douglas, you know, buy these wells, you know, you could, yeah. you know, the, don't, you can't tell me the tech companies don't have enough money to buy the wells, um, and run a data center. Yeah. And yeah. he's like, I mean, it could work, you know, I mean, you, you have the natural gas there. Yeah. You'd have your electricity. Boom. The big thing about a data center is then, you know, that data center needs to be connected to the internet. Right. So that there's your big problem, but I'm glad someone's like, well, I can mine Bitcoin on it. You know, I don't need like, it doesn't need to be connected to anything else. Um, yeah, that's interesting. I mean, it's a, you want to talk about diversifying the economy of Wyoming. I think here's, here's Bitcoin or the cryptocurrencies again, Zach showing, okay, let's, you know, here's the thing though is, is let's do it. Yeah. And, um, they need reliable and cheap energy, right? A natural gas generator is going to be able to run regardless of what's happening. Right. Okay. Um, you know, I bring this up because my note here was if you hate natural gas, okay, sell all your cryptocurrency investments, right? right? Cause, uh, you know, we could dive deep into cryptocurrencies cause that's how it's made is you got to mine it through right. a server. Yeah. That's what gives it the value. Okay. There's a limited amount. Yeah. Which you need energy. You need electricity. Yeah, so how are those things? Um, so that's my, that, if, that's ingenious. Yeah. Using the, the, the natural gas to power your computers to continue to, to keep searching. You need powerful software and computers to be able to do it. Yep. Um, and reliable energy. You yeah. need, you need it going all you, it's 24 seven. Yeah. That's um, awesome. so there, you know, again, I think a free market, the people will come up with solutions on their own. Right. So, um, pretty yeah. cool. I, uh, we'll see how that, uh, you know, um, there's always those like conspiracy theories of like those, like data centers, you know, the, right, yeah. the noise and stuff. <laughs> but, um, these are the, this, these are just two guys in Casper that just started it. So it's not like it's a huge, yeah, like yeah. an Amazon center or something. So that's pretty cool though. Yeah. No, in, in, it's, it's an interesting idea. It's a cool idea and I hope it works out for him. Um, okay, Zach, hopefully you can help me out with this. Yeah, I'll try. Uh, <laughs> and I, I, I don't think anyone has an answer here. I think, I think all the debate is just more political than anything, Zach. Yeah. Um, cause I really don't care. I'll be happy if, is it Holland? Is that how you say that? I think so. Um, she would be the first native American Homeland secretary. So running the BLM. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. Like I, that's awesome. Yeah. Like I'm not against that. That's great. Um, I guess the big thing is, and I didn't understand, I didn't know this is when Trump was trying to move the headquarters out here to, well, it'd be the grand junction, Colorado. Yeah. <clears throat> and now how, how Wyoming public radio reported this, it actually almost sounds like the people working in the BLM office in DC just didn't want to move right here. didn't want to relocate that's the feel, that's what i okay. got from it, it all right i just wanted like to make sure like i'm reading that and i'm like it it doesn't say they were fired right it, it doesn't, doesn't say they were like, let go yeah, downsizing yeah and i'm like 
you know, you don't say downsize 287 out of 328. That's you're firing them. So right. I'm just like, they just don't want to move here. Yeah. And my thing is like, that's a problem then. Right. Cause yeah. it, the whole idea is to have them here for the Western States. I don't see how that's a problem. Like I want 300 people that are from here working for the BLM yeah. in the BLM office here. Right. Which it makes sense that 200 of them, they probably live in DC. They're probably from DC. Right. So of course they don't, DC. they don't want to move here. Yeah. So I get that. Yep. I just don't like how it's getting spun of like, Oh, you know, the Trump right. administration was trying to cut all these jobs. It's like, no, he was just trying to move the headquarters here. Yeah. How's that a problem? Right. And um, if he was trying to shrink the BLM, good on him. Yeah. <laughs> Again, as libertarians, it's like, yes, yeah. that's fine. Um, that's a whole different topic. But my, my question is, cause like I said, I don't care if that, that lady, if she gets it or not, yeah. I think she should. Sure. I think, you know, we're in 2021. We should have our first native American woman as the Homeland secretary. Yeah. Okay. Um, how, regardless of if the, if the office is in DC or in grand junction, how does that affect the native American tribes? That's my, like I get her like, yes, that we probably want her in there. Like I get it, but where the headquarters is, I'm like, how does that affect anything? That, Right. And she's, she cites that in her, uh, I yeah. think in her confirmation hearing, she says, or in the past, she's been opposed to, to, to it moving to Grand Junction. So she would rather it be in DC. That's what I got from it. Interesting. But one of the things she says is it hurts Native American tribes if it's in Colorado. And I was, I, I saw your notes there and I was reading through, I read the whole thing. Was, well, how she never explains that. Yeah. There's um, no other like talk about it. And the only thing I can think about is, Okay, you're not in DC where the other uh I guess the other know, lobbying groups are, yeah, I guess. The other bureaucrat uh you know, other confirmation nominees or whatever are. Yeah. So maybe that's it. But at the same time, you still have a federal position. Yeah. <laughs> you you still have you have immense power with that with that position. So I don't well, I don't understand. She's... And if you're in Colorado, you are you're in the the heart of all of this, of yeah. the, the Rocky Mountain area, yeah. all the tribes, right? I mean, not all of them, obviously, but you know, a lot of these tribes that people talk about today are, are out here. Well, and the heavily disputed lands are out here. Yeah. Right. I mean, we're talking about Wyoming, the B, and I'm talking BLM, right? Right. Um, because, and I think this is where the logic doesn't fit. Of like, look, yes we got to cover all the native American lands, wherever those are in the country, but her job is the BLM. Okay. So that's all federal lands. So like Wyoming, I mean, we, you know, so Wyoming, Colorado, like, I don't know. It's like one of these things again, it's like, uh, are we using logic or are we just using this emotional? And then I will say she does mention, look, the change, the move is already happening. Mm -hmm. So she's like, I don't know if, if it's, it'd be a prudent idea to stop it at that point. So she has said that. So I don't know. People reach out to us. Like, how does this, Yeah. I'm just, I just, I guess I don't understand. <laughs> like how does, why does it, if it's in grand junction, how is that so detrimental to native American tribes? Right. I, I, right. In, in regards to, and I should clarify this in regards to how the BLM director handles BLM lands. Like how, so that's my, like, I don't understand that. Yeah. Um, and we just went over the part one of 
where the rivers run north. Uh-huh. Having a voice in DC obviously didn't work out. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, unless, you know, uh, we can get into red cloud and all that. Cause he went to DC a lot, right. but tons of, of tribal leaders went to DC. Yeah. Never worked for them. Yeah. So I know I'm just confused, but anyways, yeah. like I said, she, she has said it's already in the process. So if it happens, it happens. But she has been very, when, when it was the Trump administration, she was very against it. So, yeah. um, real quick, Zach, let's, uh, take a break and give a shout out to uh, Alpha Graphics of Sheridan. They offer a full variety of printing needs for any business or brand. They can help you with web design, social media marketing, uh, social media marketing, and more. Give them a call today at 307-674-6277. So continuing on state news here. Great article here from the Petroleum Association of Wyoming. Um, Looks like this was written in the Casper Star. Um, We're going to call this the uh, call for reality check. Um, (laughs) This is going to be a big topic here, Zach. So K-12, right? This This is the biggest thing for the legislative session right now. There's so much stuff here. Um, really this article here, um, I can't remember who, who's quoted. Um, yeah, but let's just go over, let me go over some facts as that kind of finds who the quote was. Um, we had Ashley Harp street on from the Wyoming taxpayers association. Remember she said the last 10 years, the state has been weaning off fossil fuels in the early 2000s, it was about 75 to 25, 75%. We were relying on fossil fuels industry. That'd be coal, oil and gas. Okay. In the last 10 years, we've got a pretty much almost 50, 50. It probably, I'd say 60, 40, maybe. Okay. So that's pretty good. Yeah. Okay. That's pretty dang good for, for, for a state, our side population wise, that's really good. Okay. So one, the narrative of we're sitting on the fossil fuels leg too much. That's incorrect. No, we've start we've weaned off it. The problem is, okay, is the spending. We have not done anything to our spending. We just right. keep going, keep going, keep right. going. And state leaders have seen us not have the revenue the last 10 years because yeah. we've been weaning off the fossil fuels, which is fine. Yep. So that's undisputable. Okay. Undisputable. We could look at the numbers. It's there, you know, and, and we could argue, you know, well, they should have done taxes beforehand, whatever, whatever. It's a spending problem. So, yeah, those are kind of some facts. Um, anyways, who who kind of because uh, I think this kicked off the uh, the, the K-12 budget session or debates, yeah. you know, who, who? Uh, Dan Dockstetter. OK. Out of Afton. Yep. OK. Um, you know, go read it from the Casper star and the PAW. Um, but Zach and I, we're going to dig deep into this as well anyways. Um, cause there's so many bills out there right now. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to lay that out there in regards to those two facts. And then remember, I think people, I, I still, it blows my mind, Zach. People still, I tell them the problem is, is K 12s by itself. Our general budget's fine. We've, we've cut our way to that. Yeah. The thing is for some reason we have K 12 sitting there on its own, right? It's not in the general budget. So that's the problem, right? Cause yeah. now anything we do to raise revenue and we're going to get into all these proposals, 
will go directly to education. Yeah. Okay. That's a fact that that is what's going to happen. It's not going to go to any other state agency. So, right. um, first and foremost, th- God bless Chuck gray out of Casper or Natrona County. Sorry. He's absolutely right. This got approved though, which is stupid. He got up and he was just, I wouldn't say livid, but he's like, are you freaking kidding me right now? We're giving another four and a half million dollars to the Capitol building in Cheyenne after we just spent $300 million. Yeah. (laughs) As we're talking about, we don't have money for K-12. Right. Guys, people wake up. This, this is like, it's happening here in the state of Wyoming. Yeah. We're just throwing millions of dollars around. Right. And that's what Chuck Gray's getting at is like, this is a joke, right? Like the project is done. We've given it $300 million. Yeah. We're going to give it another four and a half million. Right. (laughs) Wake up people. Wake up. Yeah. It's insane. So let's dive into this. So Zach, uh, income tax. Yeah. You go first. Cause uh, uh, we're both on the same page. You've got a good take here on this. Yeah. So, um, you know, in the last week, uh, an income tax bill was proposed. Um, I think it's like all five Democrats who were in the Wyoming legislature who proposed <laughs> it. Um, but it's a 4% income tax mm-hmm. and it's only the revenue raised from that only goes to education. Right. I didn't, uh, it was a while ago since I've read it. I think it was like within the past week. So I can't remember if it, if they specified K-12 education or just education. I would assume it's K-12 because that's where what we're looking at yep. in the budget. But I was thinking about it today and for the longest time and still am, not a fan of an income tax. Right. I don't, I don't like it. I don't want it. I don't, I don't, I don't, but uh, I was thinking about it today and I think, I think there might be a way to get, get it so that this income tax maybe pleases both parties, pleases both groups of people. Mm -hmm. Um, I think no matter who you are, you really don't want an income tax. Um, but we're seeing, unless you're a crazy person, but (laughs) (laughs) but however, I was thinking, um, what if this, this bill was, was worded or there was an amendment in it that, um, says it's only going to last for two years. This income tax is for two years. It'd be similar to the cap tax, um, the capital facilities taxes that we do have here in Sheridan. Mm-hmm. Every, uh, two years we vote to, to re-up that. Um, what if there was something like that in, in this income tax bill right. where it says, okay, this is just for the next two years because the numbers, they, sh- they go into the numbers. Um, the state of Wyoming has a $300 million shortfall for education. Yep. This 4% income tax would raise 337 million Boom. in a year. So there you go. There's, there's the money and then some for education all right there. Um, other states like uh, Utah has a similar one. Theirs is almost 5% though, but it's the same thing. K-12 education. Sure. That's what it's aside for. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I was thinking about it. I was like, you know what? I I would be more open to a, an income tax like that where I know that, okay, it's set for one specific thing in a couple of years. If I don't like it, if it didn't do what it was supposed to do, then I, we can vote it out. We mm-hmm. can get rid of it. Us, the voters have the, the final say on whether or not this continues. Um, I, that, I mean, that kind of rests okay with me. Uh, there's a couple of questions I have about that though. Yes. Number one, uh, 
there needs to be some sort of wording in there that keeps UW out of there. The call and the other Abs- colleges. Absolutely. Keeps them out of there. Yes. No, they, I mean, they'll be licking their chops over it. <laughs> yep. Secondly, um, just questions was like, okay, uh, is this going to become like the, the answer every time, you know, we, we spend all that money mm-hmm. on things we don't need. And then, so, well, you know, last time we did this so we can, you know, maybe we can pass it and we'll let them decide. We'll put it, you know, back on the voters after a few years. But again, it, it's just a vicious cycle of abuse. Yep. So there, that's the question I had, um, was another one. Um, yeah, no, I mean, but that was, yep. That's my take on it. Yeah. I think, um, the numbers are there. It would give us the money and then some, I don't, I don't, and it, okay. So let's be, let's be clear here. <laughs> this amendment to make it only two years is not it proposed right now. As far as I know, that's not in, this was just an idea I, I had. Right. Um, but I am more open to an income tax knowing that that's part of it. If that was to be part of it. Sure. Yeah. And I'm with you. I, you know, um, I'm like you, I don't want to see it happen, but if this is calculated correctly, right? If we did 4%, okay. And that's not, that's not a lot. It's not. Okay. It's not. Do I like it? No, but it would raise what we need plus some which I don't like because then now, because, um, I'm with you. So uh, let me, let's walk through this. So I'm, I'm with you. That's a great idea of, you know, there needs to be an amendment in there and regarding, okay, when we come back in the next biennium, we readdress this, Yep. you know, say for whatever reason, oil and gas is booming. We've got the, we've got this funding back. Bam, you know, th- for the next two years, the 4% income tax is gone. Yeah. Um, you know, something like that where it's, it's really more of a, now I will say, you know, Senator Biteman made a good point. He's like, the problem with something like that is now you've got businesses that don't know, like, is it, is there an income tax or not an income tax? Yeah. Right. Which, I, which I actually, as you were talking, I was like, you know, that's a devil's advocate either way. Um, it's either one or the other. Like, just tell me, is it 4% and done? So I, I yep. know it's, there's 4% right. or there's not one. Yeah. Um, so as I'm walking through that out loud here with you, that I probably wouldn't, I don't know if I would like that actually. Cause then now businesses are like, well, you know, they're going to lobby obviously super hard to not have income tax, right. you know, um, regardless of what it is. Um, you know, so, uh, but it's a good idea. And it makes me think about it a little bit more about how can we, you know, how can we make K-12 a little more accountable? Because that was another thing, as you said, Hey, we'd get three thirty-seven million. Okay. Well, that's more than we need. Right. But that's the, as you said, with the universities, right. They're looking their chops. They're probably seeing that 30 million. They're like, Oh yeah, there needs to be language in there. Be like, no, you don't get any of this. Yep. You know, the state needs to be clear of what happens to excess. Yes. Okay. Do we put that in a fund then, which I think we should do Yep. like we did with the rainy day fund. Now it's, we were putting 30 million away for the next time we have this problem. Okay. Instead of, and I, I, I challenge our, our leaders again, don't just spend the money just because you have it. Doesn't mean, Oh, let's increase spending on education. Cause right. that's obviously not working. Yes. Um, so yeah, I mean, I don't like it, but I mean, I'm, I, I think though we're one of the few 
states left that don't have an income tax. Yep. And I think we're just at a point where it's like we have to do one or the other or both. I think right. we're at a point where we have to do both. Yeah. Well, and I think going off of that, we're looking at increasing uh, state sales tax by 1%. Mm-hmm. We're looking at, I think the, the fuel tax is already being discussed, right? Yep. Or has passed. Yep. Um, there's another one looking at property taxes, which is fine. I mean, I guess, you know, raise yep. that a percent too. But at, at one, you know, I was thinking about this. Well, okay, what if we do 1% sales, to, you know, increase to sales tax, then 1% increase to, to property taxes. And then you just do a 2% income tax. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, no, it just, <laughs> it doesn't make sense to just put all these little things here. Cause then yep. it gets too convoluted. Yes. It's either all or none. Yep. And uh, I think going back to what you were just saying there is, is, uh, yeah, I think Wyoming's going to have to maybe join, join it. I want to say though, you and I have been opposed to an income tax for, for the longest time. Like every time it's come up, you and I've been like, Oh yeah, no, <laughs> but we just now, just today we're able to think about, okay, maybe, maybe there's some things that would make us say maybe. And, uh, I don't remember which, uh, I, it might've been in the press. Um, they quoted Cyrus cause Cyrus said, I'll never support, support any income tax. Like, okay, that's fine. But what I, I want our, our Republican legislators to do is to ma- is to have a conversation like you and I just did. Yes. <laughs> said maybe, maybe there's a way we can make this work. That'll please us. Yep. Right. You know, maybe there's something we don't like, but that maybe we can put something in here that we do like, I want, I want them to be open to having that discussion. Same. Um, I, I agree. don't think shutting down, closing down, right. Is, is the way to go. And we, I told you before we started recording that last article, we talked about their, their stance was cuts first, than revenue. Mm-hmm. And I, you and I were saying, I think it's gotta be both. We gotta, we obviously have cuts to make. We need to be, we need to be getting that revenue coming in and finding those ways for uh, also, yep. it needs to be both. And I think, I think, I think there's plenty of ideas out right now. So we've had the income tax proposed, but we've got one house bill 178, which is the, uh, increase the sales tax to education and then the cuts. Yep. I think we need to look at, okay, you know, it's one or the other. Is it sales tax or income tax? And then what are the cuts, you know, and, and then start moving the numbers around. Right. Yep. I think the cuts that were proposed in that one are pretty fine. I know a lot of teachers and people in education are probably ups in arms about it. Um, I think though, uh, you counterpoint and say, okay, well, what about no activities? Right. Again, like you said, cuts are going to have to be made. So you guys have to give us we have to compromise. Right. And I think house bill 178 is fine. 10% to salaries, 10% to the administration. I think that's fair. I'd like to see 15 to admin keep and then five to teacher salaries, whatever it's 20%, Yeah, you know, move it around however you like. And then that's the question is, is it sales tax or is it an income tax? Right. Cause who knows, maybe we could do the math and it's a two and a half percent income tax with those cuts. Yeah. Bam. Okay. It's not as crazy as 4%. Um, again, what I would hope for is that it's, it keeps the K-12 accountable, right? When you have everyone paying an income tax, they're going to be looking at you hard and saying, how are you spending that money? Right. Which we haven't been doing. So that's why I'm kind of like, I'm leaning towards an income tax because now hopefully people will wake up and be like, uh, no, you you shouldn't be building an athletic facility with $30 million. Right. 
Okay. <laughs> we're not Texas football. You know, we're exactly. in the middle of nowhere, Wyoming. You know yeah. what I mean? With, and I should say with state money, you know, right. if you get boosters, fine, whatever, yeah. but do what you want. Um, yeah. I mean, a lot of big questions, but I think we're getting there. Right. <laughs> we're getting <Yeah>. there. Um, <laughs> on that same note, house bill 209, Zach, we've been talking about this. Yep. Cuban coffee. Um, actually, before we get to House Bill 209, um, want to give a shout out to Sheridan County title, Sasha Johnston. Um, you deserve better service for a better price in your, in your title service. Ask for the best title service here in Sheridan County, serving Sheridan for over 50 years. Give them a call at 307-672-6478. All right, back to House Bill 209 legalize marijuana. Um, so this has been proposed. I, I love, there was a, there was a representative out of like Cheyenne and he's like, we're not getting to this. Yeah. He's like, so which in, in defense, yes. Cause the biggest thing is K 12 that we talked about, right? right. We got to figure that out yeah. first before we even talk about anything else. Yep. But um, I like how whoever did the numbers, they used 2020 numbers on Colorado and then they adjusted it for Wyoming population. Um, and then it's all kind of the same model as Colorado, anything of the sales, the revenue education, and then local government. So, yep. um, it's pretty much how Colorado did it, right? If you're a County that doesn't want to sell it, that's fine. You're at your schools. will still get it. Um, and then I think like that locality doesn't get the money. So it's one, you know, it's, okay. you can, you can get both if you want, or if you want to opt out and not sell it in your County. Okay. Then your school just benefits and that's it. Okay. Um, so similar model, I think that's out there. That's probably the best model is Colorado. Anyways. Um, the big key points is it's estimated that $30 million a year would be raised off of it. Um, and that sounds about right to me. I don't, I don't see ours being super huge, yeah. especially with other States having it. Yep. Um, and then, so 30 million to about to the schools and then another 15 would be going to the local governments. So okay. that's pretty good. 45 a year. Yeah. Um, they would have it at the age of 21, you know, so obviously the legal age is 21. Um, there's some other stuff in there. We don't need to go into that, but this is, I think, I tie this into the K-12 in regards to, look, this, we've got plenty of ideas out there. We can mash it together and find a solution, yeah. you know? And, and like you said, it's, it's going to be cuts and some sort of revenue, um, you know, source. Yeah. So, um, yeah. I don't think this is going to go anywhere, you know, cause I agree. I think it's, that's going to be on the back of everyone's minds. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm with you there. Um, I mean, we're looking at the numbers and it's, it's not 300 million. Yep. Right. Um, but I, I wouldn't expect it to be at this point. Yeah. We've, we've kind of talked about Wyoming's a little bit behind the, the eight ball on this. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I think it's, it's not as competitive and, uh, you know, at this point. Yep. Um, so, but 30 million is 30 million. I mean, uh, so I, uh, I, I'd be interested to see what, you know, how this keeps going. So, yep. Our, our big thing, my, our, you know, that we've kind of concluded on with the K-12 problem is there's going to have to be some cuts initially. We will have to agree on some sort of revenue increase. Um, but I would like, I would like language in there in regards to like what happens 
<laughs> what happens when we get back to um, a surplus of revenue? Because that's what's happening is is we got to a point where we weren't saving money. We were just wasting it. Yep. Um, and we've used our rainy day fund and now we're hurting for it because no one, and this is kind of the accountability thing. No one was keeping anybody accountable yeah. in check. Like Chuck Gray is saying about, are we really giving another $5 million to the Capitol building? Right. What are we doing? Like yep. that's, this is what we're talking about. So, um, that's where, again, I'm okay with maybe an income tax cause maybe that'll make people wake up and pay attention to how that money's getting used. Yep. yep. You know, um, they should uh, call uh, Rand Paul and ask him about his one penny uh, plan. Yeah, uh, I think I think that'd be a great, great a great experiment. Once yeah. we get to that that surplus, it's a one penny. You just say no. <laughs> Sorry, can you do with like one percent less than what you got last year? So yeah, we have the excess. Can you do with one percent less though than last year? Right to continue saving that. Yes. Um, yes. Uh, or can you use the same amount as last year? Yep. Right, as right. last time. Absolutely. Um, last uh, last sponsor here before we maybe change gears. Um, Jess Hattervig at ERA Care Realty. Uh, with this unprecedented housing boom here in northeastern Wyoming, you need an expert realtor that knows what's going on, knows contractors. Um, so if you're looking to buy, sell, or build a home, give Jess a call, 307-751-6924. Um, Zach, anything else you want to talk about? Um Want to just talk the, the, the crap real quick? <laughs> <laughs> sure. Um, so this is changing, uh, changing to give no ground part of the show. Um, if you don't want to hear our opinions on anything, just leave now. Yeah. You're good. Um, I had this conversation with an energy person that I knew from my oil and gas days. Um, and we were both talking about, we're both in our late twenties that oil is back to 60 plus dollars a barrel. Okay. And in the fall, there are all, all these companies were like, Hey, we're not going to do anything until we're back to $60 a barrel. Okay. Well, we're back to $60 a barrel. You calling them up and like, Hey, all right, what are we doing? What's the game plan? You know, what are we, what are we going to do? Oh, I, you know, I don't, you know, we're getting this whole, like, well, I don't know. You know, I, we're going to wait, you know, we're going to wait. And him and I were talking about, you know, I think I, am I a millennial? A 26 year old. I think I'm a millennial. Probably. Huh? I'm probably on the edge. Anyways, him and I were both like, we're kind of just sick of this whole, uh, we're just going to wait. Oh, we're not going to stir the pot. Oh, we don't want to, you know, in, in me reaching out to people for the show, Zach, to get energy people on the show and talk facts. They're all very like, oh, well we can't, we can't really do that. You know, we can't really talk about that. We, and it's like, why not? Yeah. Why? What's what? Cause you're scared that some person that just sits at home on Facebook is going to blast you. Yeah. Like what's going on? Like, you know, Texas went for a week without electricity in 2021. Yeah. <laughs> are you going to speak up or are we just going to continue to let this, you know, these piece, these, these, the keyboard warriors control what you do as a business. And him and I were having this conversation about like, what do 20 year olds have to do yeah. <laughs> to, to get stuff moving? And I told him, I was like, you know, this is kind of why Zach and I started the podcast is cause like one, 
no one was talking about issues in Wyoming. Right. You know, in a, in a young, you know, in the newspapers and print are, but you know, but there's not, there's not young Wyoming people talking about it. Yes. Um, and they're not having open conversations. Like you and I just had the conversation about income tax. Yeah. That's not happening. And it's like, why is that not happening? You know, and, um, the provision fund having Brennan and Tyler in here, those guys are passionate and want to get things moving. Yeah. And, um, you know, Casey Osborne is probably an enigma. There's probably not a lot of guys in his generation that take action. And so anyways, I don't know this, uh, I'm, I'm going to call this give no ground, like stir the pot. Cause yeah. like, I've been told that I've been told that Zach, Aaron, be careful. You don't want to, you don't want to hurt feelings. You don't want to, don't, don't, don't get too, too going here. You don't want to, you don't want to stir the waters. And I'm kind of to the point of like, why? What, give me a reason why. Okay. I've watched the coal industry die pretty much die because they were, Oh, you don't, you don't want to, you don't want to, you know, make people mad. You don't want to offend anybody. Okay. Well, there's your industry is dead. Okay. And then I go to oil and gas guys. I'm like, are you guys going to do something or are we just, yeah, you're just, you're just going to lay down, you know? Yeah. So I don't know. I I'm kind of going off my, my things here, but, um, no, I think, what do you think? Cause you're a little younger than me, but you're, you're, you're getting into your twenties and you're starting to get into a career. And, yeah. um, I don't, have you been told that? Like, don't, don't stir the water, Zach. Don't, don't, yeah. I you think, gotta be careful. <laughs> I think it's more about choosing which, which hill you want to die on. Sure. Um, and I think, uh, I think you're right though. We, uh, you want to pick and choose which hills you want to die on. Mm-hmm. Cause some, some of those are just going to be uphill battles and it's not, it's, it's sure. not going to be worth it. Sure. Um, there's absolutely some though where I, where I think you're, you're right. We need to, people need to wake up. People need to, to get involved. And I think the more people get involved, the less, um, I don't know, the less, the less, uh, less daunting, I guess. It's yeah. Gonna be, sure. Uh, for people, you know, I think when you have, and getting involved for righteous reasons, I want to, mm. you know, not yeah. just, yep. not for self, self reasons, you know, uh, right. um, selfish reasons, you know, um, yeah, I think, um, you know, we're, we're, we're here, we're trying to get involved. We're trying to, to encourage others to get involved. We're trying to, to, you know, present these these things that are going on in our state and our communities in a youthful way but to show people that we can do it <laughs> like mm-hmm. it's we can we can do the, these things um it's not all um old white people <laughs> who, are, who are doing it you know but that that's like what people see and then they they go and they they choose these causes that are uh, i don't know not productive Right. And I'll just yeah. call them out. Yep. The the socialists and the, and the, you know, communists of, of the, of the modern era who, who think that that's their hill they're going to die on is, is the end of the patriarchy and the end of, uh, uh, of capitalism. And mm-hmm. I think that is, that's not <laughs> really, that's the hill you want to die on. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I right. think there's so many other things that we can, we can go and we can choose. And, um, it's like, just what, what are you doing to, to get better? What are you doing mm-hmm. to make other people better? Right. Um, I th- find, find that hill first yes. <laughs> and yeah. then move on from there. Yep. Um, you know, I just, I'd said that I was filling out this job application Yep. 
and uh i checked on there yeah i'd like to coach um and so it gave me these questions for coaching and um it asked me like, what's my coaching style? I was like, well, to be honest, I haven't really coached. <laughs> I was like, you know, I've made, I, I know how to teach. I, I know all about teaching. Right. And but, so I was trying to think, okay, who are, who are some of my favorite coaches and, and what did they do? And, and I can't remember if it was coach McEwen or coach riser, all the coaches mm-hmm. who just asked us, are you making yourself better? Are you making your team teammates better? Are you yes. making the people around you better? Yes. And, um, it was, not just for the football team, right? But going out into the community, are you making other people better? Are you bringing people up to your, to your level? Right. And, um, so that's just been something kind of, I've been thinking about a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's like, how am I making myself better? Mm-hmm. You know, am I, am I going to the gym or am I, am I, uh, devoting myself to these things? Am I reading? Am I, you know, just expanding my knowledge? Um, am I just being, being a better teacher every day? Am I coming in and wanting to just improve every day? Um, and then how am I getting the people around me better too? Yes. Um, I think, I, but I think that connects to what you're talking about. Yeah. No. And, and, um, I, 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 yes, no, I'm glad you brought that up. Cause that, that is, that's exactly what I'm talking about is, you know, what I mean by people are telling me don't stir the waters, you know, it, it's, it's not because I don't, you know, we're third generation Wyomingites. We're f- both from Sheridan. Like we want Sheridan, um, to thrive and, yeah. you know, and we want Wyoming to thrive. So, um, you, you know, it's just that it's interesting when I think that is our goal of like, Hey, we just want to make you better. We yeah. want Sheridan better. Yeah. We want, uh, we want the state of Wyoming better. Like, um, I used to have, I, uh, shout out to my mom. I used to tell her, I was like, I don't want people moving here. Yeah. Right. Um, cause I was, I was, arrogant. And I was like, cause they don't have the same values that we have. And then lo and behold, it's like, no, they do. That's why they're moving That's here. Why they're moving. So now it's like, no, I want you to move here, you know, and, and Wyoming needs to do a better job of what does that mean? Yeah. Um, and so, no, I'm glad you brought that up. Cause that's, that is our goal. That's why you and I started. This is there needs to be a better platform to have conversations about issues. Yeah. Um, and then, um, we can have this conversation of, you know, it's very odd Um, and maybe this is just when you're in your late twenties and you're trying to figure out what's going on, but you have to break into that, that hierarchy of the, the, the older generation of like, um, yeah, I'm not here. I'm not here to take your position. I'm here to make everyone better. Um, and, uh, I guess if I have to say like, if you don't jive at that, I don't care. Like I'm going (laughs) to keep going on like, um, you know, and, and that's my frustration is it's sad to see, uh, that old generation where they're like, nah, I'm, this is good enough. Right. <clears throat> I made my, I made my cheddar. I have my, <laughs> I have my retirement, you know, yeah. I'll, I'll make you guys suffer. Whereas you've got some individuals like Casey Osborne where I was like, no, that's ridiculous. Right. <laughs> right. And we're going to have him on and any, but, um, he probably, I, anyways, but that's no, you, I'm glad you brought that up. Cause that's exactly like um, the frustration I've been seeing in regards to like, you know, people telling me like, don't stir the pot, you know, don't, yeah. uh, you know, I'm on the fence, you know, I, and it's like, um, I don't know, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, uh, you know, I'm that stereotypical millennial, like I'm going to do action, you know, but, um, you're right. It needs to be, make sure you're not just 
doing it to do it, you know, like, right. Um, or you're not, you're not antagonizing. You're not, yeah. it's, it's again, it's the self betterment where we're, we're trying to preserve and, and make sure that Wyoming and Sheridan are here for, for the next generations. Yes. Um, and so again, choosing which hills you want to die on mm-hmm. knowing, you know, Sometimes you're punching up, <laughs> right? Not trying to punch down, but, you know, trying to keep, keep moving. Yeah. Um, and, yep, yep. and yeah, I, it's not, again, it's not an antagonistic view right. viewpoint. It's a, uh, you know, let's, let's wake up, let's get going, mm-hmm. get on the train. Let's, let's keep going. Yeah. Um, which hopefully people have gotten that from our show, but, uh, today it really, today it really came out in this one, huh, yeah. Zach? <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, I'm trying to think of any, yeah, there's not a lot of state stuff. I, I mean, um, I would just say, you know, challenge yourself to think about the, think about that. Yeah. Where, where what, do I want to get better? Where do, how can I help others get better? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Challenge yourself to do that this week. Yeah. Think about that, uh, and set a goal. And, and like we talked about, have conversations about, you know, Zach and I both have said we were we hate the idea of an income tax, but now we're probably at this, this level of, you know, you have to be, um, you have to, you have to separate your emotion out of it and look at the situation we are, you know, and look at the facts. Okay. We're going to have to do some cuts and we're going to have to generate something to, to, to pay for this, this, whether you like it or not, that a K 12 is out there by itself that's where we're at. And that, that has to happen. Yep. Um, and that's what we're talking about is you have to have those conversations. Um, and that goes for like, you know, uh, when, when you get a job, Zach or my job or whatever we're doing, right. Same thing, you know, what, what is your ultimate goal? You know, are you getting better and are you making people better? Okay. Yep. And then go from there and say, okay, all right. You know, am I, am I reacting in a way that's actually helping anybody? Okay. It's not. Okay. So I probably (laughs) (laughs) probably should re re reconsider what I'm doing and and go from there. Um, so you're spot on, um, you know, that's a, that's, uh, um, some good coaching, you know, good, just life lessons there. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, we're almost at about an hour, Zach. So that's good. Um, yeah. I want to say, I want to finish out again with DYT solutions. Um, our cloud peak or yeah, cloud peak sponsor, uh, their partner. Um, if you guys need any custom digital marketing solutions, go check out DYT, uh, design your tech. Um, that's admin at designyourtech.com is their email or uh, DYTWY or designyourtechwy.com is their website. So yeah. um, shout out to those guys and our partners. Again, if you want to come on, this, and I think I'll end with this, Zach, is there's options in regards to if you want to pay for a guest to come on, if you want to pay for your business to come on, um, if your business wants to sponsor a series, we're going to be looking at doing some summer series and stuff like that. Um, we're open to that. That's it's, um, I know every business is different. Every business has different clientele. We're open to, to discussing however we can help your business in a, it's gotta be a Wyoming business yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or you gotta have ties to Wyoming. That's all I gotta right, say. So, right. um, thanks for listening guys. Um, we'll keep you all informed on all this legislative stuff. I think this month of March is going to be crazy. Yeah. Um, and, uh, we had our Cuban coffee. We told you someone was going to propose that legalized weed. Um, 
you know, we told you back in August, but, yep. um, Zach, anything else stand out there? Uh, no, I don't. Thanks for listening guys. Remember go BYO.